It's my pleasure to be joined by our guest today. He's starring in the upcoming film Cage Fighter that's going to be streaming on Fight TV Saturday, May the 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time uh, for Canada and all territories outside the U.S. He is AEW heavyweight champion John Moxley, who is uh, joining us here for a chat. John, how are you doing today? Thanks a lot for uh, taking some time to speak with us. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, just uh, hanging out, trying to maximize uh, time sitting at home, do a little promotion for this. Uh, Premier event we got coming up uh, May 16th, so uh, hopefully a lot of people uh, check it out. Fight TV. With uh, so much going on in, in your career at that time, in, in 2019, um, was this uh, a pretty easy project to jump on board with, or was it something that uh, took some some thought on your part if you wanted to commit to doing a movie at that specific point? Uh, no, I'll jump right into it, because uh, actually... It was like a day or the next day after my uh, contract with uh, WWE expired, so I was kind of free to do anything uh, I wanted to do. And I got a call from uh, Christian, uh, wrestling fan to know, uh, Mm -hmm. Jay Riso in the film, uh, who was working as executive producer on it. And uh, they were looking for somebody with a a, a name value in pro wrestling to potentially play this role and uh kind of everybody in WWE was off limits at the time and uh before AEW even started uh so I was and I just happened to become available so he was like yeah they basically the role was mine if I wanted it and they just I said oh send me the script and uh took a look at it and I immediately texted back I said oh I can play this guy just he's an asshole totally I can do that <laughs> so uh it seemed like it was the timing was so uh perfect that it just seemed like it was a sign so I just jumped right on board and it was, you know, it's something that's, uh, you know, I don't really consider myself an actor per se, you know, but if it's something fun to do, that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, this, this particular thing kind of blends all my interests into one and seemed like a really fun opportunity to do. So I jumped on board with it. In just watching the trailer, I mean, given that this is airing on Fight TV, it's it's very much presented much less like a movie trailer and instead like building up to a big fight and, you know, more of a, a typical like fight promotion. And it would seem like that is, to me, going to be the most effective uh, style of marketing to the audience that is, is going to seek this f- film out and building up to this this big showdown between yourself and your co-star. Yeah, uh, kind of a cool way to... Uh promote a movie especially uh, right now you know you can't go to the movie theater you know you can't go out to events right now so everybody's stuck in the house it's kind of a cool way to kind of promote it like an event to kind of give everybody something to look forward to maybe uh kind of pretend that it's kind of a night out at the movies kind of thing uh so that's pretty cool Uh, you know i haven't even seen it yet the finished product yet so i'm gonna wait until uh the premiere happens on May 16th and just kind of watch it with the rest of the world and uh, pretty excited to see uh, what it looks like. We put a lot of a lot of effort into it. Uh, I was just coming off of uh, a surgery at the time, so I was barely able to even make it. I almost had to pull out of it because of the timing of when I had to pull out of AEW pay-per-view and stuff when I had surgery, so I had to try to recover and everything. And I was going back and forth for about a month in the winter, back and forth from uh, Saskatchewan where we were filming to wherever Dynamite mm-hmm. was. So I was really uh, busy doing that for a while. And uh, we put a lot of uh, work into the all the fight scenes and stuff. Uh, 
over uh, three days, 10, 12 hour days. We didn't have no stunt guys and nothing like that. There's no special effects helping us. You know, we had to do all this physical stuff uh, on our own. Or obviously it's a movie. You're not trying to hurt the other guy, but you know, if you fall down on a mat, you got to get back up and do it over and over and get, get. so uh, it was really a challenge to like stay loose and stay warm and try to keep like your adrenaline and intensity up over like a 10, 12 hour period where it's like, cut, switch the camera angle. Okay. Cut, do it again. You get movies can be very, uh, kind of a tedious process like that. And when you're doing really physical stuff like that, it's hard to, hard to keep it up. Uh, so we really, uh, put a lot of our, uh, really literally put our bodies on the line to uh, make this hopefully cool and realistic. How, Putting the fight together. Uh, Alex was like the kind of fight coordinator on it. And he's a legitimate professional fighter. And me, obviously coming from pro wrestling, I, you know, I put stories together and try to make uh, matches dramatic and so forth. So kind of getting in the gym for a few days with him and uh, putting together this fight, like, okay, what would your character do here? What would be a cool up, you know, maybe the good guy gets up here and then he's down and then, you know, uh, kind of putting the story together and with, uh, it was just really fun just bouncing ideas and using creativity and so forth. And it was a good mix kind of his like legitimate knowledge kind of with my experience kind of creating dramatic, uh, matches. So fights, so to speak. So it was a really, really fun experience. Would you compare, uh, the the environment and the experience of being involved with this film uh, a little bit to what was uh, attempted with Jake Hager recently. Like here is, you know, you're so used to going out there, you're on live television. This was the case of putting together this match and then having to wait for several weeks before it, it airs for everybody. How close to your vision do you feel was uh, accomplished with um, everything that went ahead with the Jake Hager uh, match that was put out and presented very similar, like a big fight that AEW was promoting? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, we had to film, we had, you know, a few hours to get like three work, weeks worth of TV done. And we're just kind of like, okay, we're going to do Manhager and how we set it up. We'll have to choke me out. Okay. So we filmed all that whole, whole story with Hager uh, in one night in a few hours and just kind of was like, all right, what are we going to do? All right, let's just get it all in the can right now. It was like under really strict rules, you know, only 10 people out in the building at a time. So like, uh, just kind of went, uh, kind of got it all done. And I said, let's just get it in the can right now and just kind of use, uh, you know, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from a movie. We put together every little thing is meticulously written out and edited and rehearsed and over a period of time and shot from a million different angles. And then it's up to, the magicians who do all the editing and add the music and everything to make it dramatic. Uh, pro wrestling is a different thing. In this scenario, it was like, just like say a couple words to each other, come up with what the finish is going to be and, uh, just go out there and do it and wrestle. And it was really fun to, to do, uh, you know, when you're, uh, you know, on live TV, a lot of times it's like, you uh, when you have less time than you think you had and, you gotta, you know, and you're kind of riding the wave of the momentum and so forth. And, uh, it's kind of fun though to just kind of go, it's almost like training. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like a real hard training session, just kind of like the, nobody else in the building would be an M. We didn't even have the luxury of like 
having a few people in the crowd, like the other wrestlers, like they were doing in the other building. It was just like, uh, it's pretty intense, uh, match, you know, like you put my mind, got it into my mind that like, like it was all real to me for that, like however long it was, 15, 20 minutes or whatever. So like, it was pretty fun to just kind of get lost in the moment. You know, we had that nice Florida humidity, broke a good sweat and we just beat the absolute, absolute hell out of each other. I would imagine as well. It's you know you're you're so you're so ingrained in in playing off of a crowd that this. I mean, you two are left to your own instincts. You just have to go with what you think is going to work for a television audience that isn't going to see this for several weeks. And also the understanding that you guys like it could be months of wrestling in in this environment. That I know it's got to be tough, but I'm imagining there's also um, different different lessons that you're learning along the way in this very different uh, era that we're currently living in. Yeah, like uh, if I, I probably would have caught a few. Probably wouldn't have done so much like walking around. Would have done any walk around the building, right? Because uh, after we filmed it, then I kind of was watching some other matches where they walk around the empty building, and it's like with no audience. And I do a lot of brawling in the crowd and stuff like that. Without the energy of those people, it's like well, you know, it doesn't really. It's just kind of like you just walk around, hitting stuff or whatever. But like we're all kind of learning these lessons is not ideal to right. say the least i mean like the were point of pro wrestling is that there's a crowd and you're like otherwise you know so now we're just wrestling basically for the cameras i guess going going forward and it's, uh, it's definitely not ideal i mean everybody's dealing with it and uh i just can't wait for the uh the day when we can have fans back in buildings but it's going to be a joyous occasion but we can't do that until it's uh safe so who know, I don't know anything more than anybody else is very uh, uncertain, but uh, a lot of dealing with it. On, on the MMA front, when you, I, I mean, uh, a guy that, that, that trains to the extent that you do, that, that watches as much as you do, when you're sitting down and watching a fight card, are you just sitting down to enjoy the fights or are you watching uh, kind of with the idea, like, how can I take what works here and apply it to, to my industry and, and my, my performances as well? Oh, totally. I mean, like, if there's a there's a fight card on, whatever it is, if it's uh, anything where somebody's getting punched or choked out, I'll be I'll sit down and watch it. I get the popcorn, crack a beer, and just like have fun watching it. I like I like wrestling the way it's you know presented as a you know it's you know uh, more so like I like you know like the the kind of sports element violent element like not like so much like uh we're out here to have fun and entertain you i like it to be like oh no these are two dudes who are trying to mess each other up you know mm-hmm. so i'm more taking like uh whether it's like fighting or movies or anything i'm my brain right now is like in total receptor mode like every thing that I watch on TV or listen to or read, I'm always like on the on the lookout for anything that could be a cool line to steal for a promo or a cool sequence to put in a match or a concept or an entrance or anything like that. You know, you learn a lot just by like watching somebody's entrance in a different sport, you know, like the way they come to the ring or the way they're... But, you know, you know, there's all there's so much to learn. Because pro wrestling can be whatever you want it to be. It can be funny. It can be serious. It can be, uh, 
You know, it's just such an open forum. You know, you could do anything. So you, you can incorporate just about anything in a pro wrestling in one way or another. So I'm always, my uh, radar is always up for something I could steal and, and incorporate yeah, you, to myself or, 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 or to somebody else. You know, I could be like, oh, you know, that dude should do it. And, you know, I'll send him a text or something, you know, shit like that. You, you bring up like the walkout. And to me, you know, when it when it's a major fight, like it's magic when you have those guys, like just the walkout and setting the scene. And I think that's always been something you've been able to channel. Um, and maybe the best example was that that first debut in uh, at Sumo Hall for New Japan that here everyone has the curiosity factor of John Moxley in New Japan and that w- just entering the building as you did you immediately set that tone it was everyone realized that the Dean Ambrose chapter is over and this is John Moxley in a totally different environment and it seems you know just just watching you from afar seems like that's something you're very cognizant of of uh, projecting that that image to people that the second they see you they they know what they're in store for Yeah and it's a combination of uh uh that you know that whole uh that was a real electric feeling you know I, I had no idea how that was going to go or if people in Japan who are new Japan fans, I'd wrestled that building for WWE a bunch of times and always, uh, it was probably my favorite building I'd ever wrestled in. I loved the fans in new Japan, but I, or in uh, Japan, but I'd never wrestled for new Japan. So I didn't even know what the response or reception was or anything like that, but it's all about just projecting. If you project, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get myself worked up into my head to where like, I hate this dude and I'm, I'm trying to hurt him. You know, almost like uh, that. What would you call it? Like method acting or something like that. But it's like if it's real to you, if it's promo, it's a match, whatever. It's got to be real to you mm-hmm. for it to project as real to the audience. So, it's a combination of uh, it being real to me and projecting that, like this is gonna like. I feel like people in the building could tell, like, oh, this is gonna be a really violent match before I even got to the ring, just by that little things. That I did like that. And uh, then you combine that with like Kevin Kelly doing like amazing on commentary. In the first 30 seconds of that match, he like probably got me over more than like just immediately set the tone. You know, it was just like it was so, he did such a great job. It's actually Rocky Romero's idea to come out of the crowd, which I was real hesitant to do. At first, I was a little, uh, I was iffy on it. Uh, I didn't even do it at first at AW. I was like, no, because I kind of thought that was like a shield thing. And I'm like, I don't want to. And one thing I didn't want to do when I uh, kind of moved on, I didn't want to lean on any like old things in WWE that worked. You know, I was like, right. I'm going to keep the DDT and everything else. I'm throwing out, you know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like on former WWE superstar and like rely on old stuff. You know, I want to like just wipe the slate clean and do stuff. So I was kind of like iffy on the, the crowd thing, but then I thought about it. We we're sitting there at the bar for, I thought about it for like 30 seconds. And I was like, nobody's ever done that here. And like, so I was like, as soon as I step out, it's going to like change the tone of the show that people are going to be like, Oh shit, something new is happening. This is going to be wild. And it was definitely the right call. I was like 100% the right call. So I'm glad uh, I went with that uh, went with that idea. And then people, and then it, 
And then I was like, ah, but I won't do it in AEW. But then people, some of the producers and directors, a lot of people are like, man, it's such a coincidence, though. And then I'm like, yeah, you know what? It, it's his mind as much as anybody, so fuck it, I'm going to keep it. And uh, now it's like kind of a signature thing that obviously now I can't do. <laughs> so, I mean, that's uh, kind of a big part of my, uh, the excitement of me coming into the building at AEW is like coming from the bowels of the building, you know, so obviously that's taken away for the foreseeable future, but it'll be back one day. Uh, when, when it comes to, you know, getting set for a match and certainly the G1, it had all these fresh matches for you and we could talk about the Tomohiro Ishii match, but I'm kind of curious that when you knew that the Toriyano match is coming up and that, you know, part of the charm of Toriyano is just seeing all these different figures uh, adapt to Toriyano. What was uh, sort of the thinking of what we wanted to achieve in, in that match, which was a, a standout for people to see, like, what will this look like? Oh, I was I was totally into it. Like he does this thing, and it's funny. And at the time, I was like, I was so glad to have Yano on that night because uh-huh. my neck was screwed up really bad. I had a pinched nerve in my C six and seven, and it was like the majority of that whole tour, I was pretty much in constant like radiating pain down the whole side of my left arm and then in my neck. Every time I hit the mat or got hit, it was just like a rush of just intense. Pain, you know, I got it. Uh, I did a bunch of spinal decompression and got it uh, fixed when I came back, and I haven't had any problems with it since. But I just remember that I'd be like, "Oh, thank God, this is going to be nice and easy tonight." Uh, just a few more things here uh, b- before we let you go. You know, throughout this this whole period, like with so many shows uh, postponed or canceled, uh, I know one that, that there was a lot of anticipation for, and that was you going over to Dublin for OTT. What caught your attention about OTT, and does that remain one of uh, those bucket list items to get over there for, whether it be a future Scrap Romania or another one of their big events? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was presented to me like... Uh, Whatever, how many people are going to be there? 2,000 people, Dublin yeah. National Stadium on St. Patrick's Day weekend. Dude, I'm in. Like, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to eventually the day when, you know, we can travel safely again and put people in buildings again to get back to Europe. Hopefully we can bring AEW to Europe because some of the best, best unique crowds over there in the UK and, and uh, Ireland, you know. Like Dublin's all one of those uh, on the WWE Europe tours. Dublin's like one of those towns you always look forward to because it's crazy, uh, crazy audiences. So I was like, oh man, I totally want to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of that atmosphere. I was like, that sounds really fun. But I was saying I was sitting in my backyard, and you know, life is like I was going to leave like the next day, or the it was it was pretty soon. And life's like, yeah, they just, uh, they, Trump just put like a travel ban on or something. I'm like, what? And I came in here on the news and it was like travel ban. And I'm like, oh no, this is, I'll bet this is going to be this. And then, then I got called from the guy and it shows, he was like, oh, it all just, it fell apart so quickly. You're like, uh, but that was like kind of right when everything was really starting and yeah. it got real serious really quick. So, but you know, there's so much, uh, stuff that's been uh missed out on for so many people and a lot of people are hurting like a lot of these indie guys that you know depended on that income and now they're not gonna be able to work until you know 
uh, yeah, I just, um, been a pretty good situation. You know, I'm just, heart goes out to all the people who are, you know, so badly affected by all this stuff, you know. Certainly. It's, um, you know, and unfortunately, it's going to be the repercussions of this that are felt for, for so long in, in so many uh, different industries. Um, you know, the last time I interviewed you, John, it was quite a few years ago. It was right before uh, the WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar. And I remember coming away from that interview that you had, like, you just sound so amped for that match and the different ideas and everything that was on, on the table, potentially. Was that uh, a particular situation that um, weighed on you for a long time getting over that? Or was it something that you, you moved on afterwards um, re- regarding just how things went down and what the certain limitations were presented to you that day? I'm just grateful. I'm just looking at life right now and like, you know, like it's been just a wild ride, man. Just, you know, I don't, have any like uh lingering anything like like the over the last year I've just been so grateful for just all the run I've been able to have and just so excited for you know the opportunities coming forward and it's just gonna be you know I'm always looking toward the future you know and not uh looking back you know that, that was a great great run man uh, you know did a lot of great stuff there that I hope, uh, you know, people get erased from history or whatever, but, you know, I'm just always, you know, I'm just so excited about, you know, like the future and stuff right now. We're in a tough, tough time, you know, it's like not ideal to like win the world title. And then two weeks later, the whole business collapsed across the board. But the thing is the whole world is like collapsed, you know what I mean? So, yeah, how important is pro wrestling in the uh, in the grand scheme of things? So you know you won't find me uh, 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 you won't find me uh, complaining during all this because there's just so many people out there who are you know affected way worse. Well, uh, John, I want to thank you uh, so much for taking some time to chat with us. Once again, Cage Fighter, it's going to be premiering on Saturday, May the 16th on Fight TV, uh, where John will be playing Randy Stone for this uh, this big showdown that uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Chuck Liddell's in the film. Uh, you're going to see Luke Rockhold, uh, Christian, Jay Riso featured as well. So uh, I think it's a real uh, interesting promotion as well, the way they're, they're building around uh, this fight. Thank you so much, John. All the best uh, with the future. Dynamite airing Wednesday nights uh, at 8 Eastern. And we hope that the uh, the world gets back to normal uh, in, in due time. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, check it out May 16th, man. All right.